I used to find great enjoyment in the self-deprecating humor of Jackie Vernon. You can look him up. Or the paranoid characters of Woody Allen. But something's happening to me that makes those characters and their predicaments less funny. Now that I find myself under pressure. I visited the eye doctor today, a routine annual checkup for making sure that my vision is still acceptably sharp and that I have no encroaching eye disease issues like glaucoma, cataracts, or even worse, a blind eye. The doctor assured me that everything looked pretty good for a 72-year-old man, and even the colored pictures of my eyeballs were excellent. It might be the only good pictures ever taken of me or any part of me. After answering all the questions about whether a line of letters looked sharper with this lens or that lens, number three or number four, number one or number two, I received an all-clear pass for another year. I should have felt good about it all, except for that blood pressure reading. I can't recall when they started taking blood pressure at eye exams. I'm certain that they've been doing it for years, and I simply have paid no attention to it. I have no aversion to having my blood pressure measured. In fact, I've always looked forward to it because I've been blessed with low numbers for my entire life. Doctors have fed my ego by claiming that it's all due to my fitness routines and clean living. So I've always been eager to hear more of that whenever there's a cuff around. It's one of the few tests that I routinely pass with flying colors, and I subsequently walk out of exam rooms a little taller, my chest puffed out with success. I've even been known to cast a condescending look at folks who complain of high blood pressure problems, thinking that they too could boast of low readings if they just took care of themselves like I do. But now I've got this trend going. It all started about a year ago during another routine office visit with my general practitioner. My readings were a little elevated that day. I commented to him that I was puzzled given my superb history of blood pressure competitions. He just smiled and attributed it to being nervous during an office visit. I shook my head at that because, after all, this is where I always excelled, where I always beat the other 72-year-olds, and I had nothing at all to be anxious about. But I shrugged it off and went on with my life. Until the next one. That occurred during a visit with a cardiologist, an annual routine that provides me with yet one more opportunity to display superior blood pressure numbers and to wade in the accolades from a heart specialist, no less. But on this occasion, the numbers were up. I expressed dismay, reminding the cardio guy that my readings are routinely quite excellent and suggesting to him that his blood pressure equipment might need calibrating or something. He humored me by taking a second reading some minutes later, only to report that those results were even slightly higher than the first. I think that I may have actually perspired on my way back to the car that day. 
Various medical appointments over the past 15 months have resulted in the same elevated digits as before, to my great consternation, all culminating in yesterday's appointment. As I anxiously awaited the result from the wrapped Velcro, the technician gave me the ultimate good news, bad news. She said, well, at least your lower number is good. It's not that the numbers are sky high. It's only that they are no longer world class, and my bragging rights have suddenly been unceremoniously stripped away. Not only do I not boast about how great my blood pressure is, I have especially enjoyed sharing that with folks who couldn't care less, but I don't even dare to comment upon medical visits for fear that someone might inquire about my suddenly average condition. I have gone from heroism within the medical community to run-of-the-mill status within a few short months. And neither I nor the medical personnel can exactly say why. I have pressed them for answers. I have pushed them for any reasonable explanation for my fall from grace. I have proposed that the red licorice that I snack on during our monthly trips to the island might be the reason. I read that about red licorice somewhere years ago. I think it was People magazine. I've suggested that sitting in a different chair with a lower seat level could make a difference. I've already cut most meat from my diet. I exercise constantly. I encounter zero work stress in my life, and I practice a form of meditation every day. My doctors take due notice of my claims about physical and psychological purity and then tell me it could be the medications I've been taking or the politics of the day, but not to worry. One medic even had the audacity to say that the only thing contributing to my higher blood pressure readings was my worry over them. So please forgive my ranting here about this certainly terminal condition I've contracted. In the spirit of self-care, I needed to vent. In fact, even the writing of this confession has raised me up by 10 points. <laughs>